0: The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Want to fearlessly explore your creative spirit? Join artist Susie K. Edwards for Path of the Butterfly,
1: Learn the language of spirit. This is The Intuitive Life with Laura Worcester. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Intuitive Life where we walk together and support each other on the path to becoming more spiritually aware, enlightened, and inspired. My name is Laura Worcester, and I am here with a lovely colleague, Mari Cartagenova. and she's um, an animal communicator, a psychic medium, and a best-selling author with clients from all over the globe. She specializes in heartfelt messages from both past loved ones, as well as living or past fur babies. And animals are really a close close thing to my heart I have I, I don't have any animals at the moment but I've had animals in the past and they're just they're like my own children so I'm so excited to talk to Mari so welcome to the program Mari hi Laura thank you so much for having me I'm so excited to be here so excited to do you had the time to be able to join us today so for um for anybody who may not be familiar with your work, how did you get started with the work that you do today?
2: Yeah, well, thank you for asking that. I mean, it's, you know, it's an interesting question, because for me as a child, and I'm sure I've said this before, like, you know, I was born this way, quote, unquote, my earliest memories when I was three or four years old, I just remember, you know, talking to angels and talking to spirit and, To me, it just seemed normal, like, you know, like, okay, like, this is what happens to everybody. And, you know, I would talk to the trees, and I was very connected to the animals. And so for me, it was just my way of life. Um, And then as I got to be a little older, I realized that it's not really everybody's way of life. And some people kind of thought I was a little weird. And so I decided to sort of, you know, hide it. I mean, I still kind of kept it to myself. I mean, I like to say it was like my dirty little secret that I didn't talk about, but I was still connecting with spirit on my own. I just wasn't telling others about it. Um, And then I just, you know, obviously like everyone got to be older. I went to school. I, you know, had a long career as a therapist, psychotherapist. And, but I kept getting these nudges from spirit, like, hey, you got to do this, you got to do this. And I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. Um, because I just thought, well, I can't do that. You know, first of all, it wasn't very accepted by my family. And, you know, I didn't want anyone to think that I was strange. And and then I had a reading with a medium from the UK. And he was, said to me, well, you're supposed to be doing this. And I was like, what are you talking about? It's like, no, you're supposed to be doing this work, you know, mediumship and, I was like, um, okay. And so things like that sort of, you know, excuse me, kept happening to me. But it was really after my grandmother passed away and she started coming to me and saying, look, this is what you need to be doing and this is your path. And I was like, okay, well, maybe I will listen to you a little bit more. And sort of the final straw, I guess, as it was, um, I was traveling to Florida with my daughter and we were in the Orlando airport and, you know, I had to use the restroom. And if you've been into a restroom in the airport, you know, there's like 10,000 stalls in there. And so I just happened to walk into a stall. And as I walked in, there was one tarot card that was in the stall. And all it said was trust and i was like literally i threw my arms up in the air and looked up at the sky and i was like okay i get it <laughs> and <then, laughs> I, cuz i guess i'm a little you know hard-headed maybe i don't know and, uh, and after that i just started training and you know working with different mediums and taking classes and developing and all of that and um you know that's sort of what started me on the path wonderful and it is really is a is it is a journey
1: of trust it truly is yep yeah.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: And, yeah. So, so was it, um, did you start just communicating with people in spirit or when, when did the animals come into this or has it always been sort of hand in hand you've been doing, you've been communicating with both?
2: Right. Well, it did start with people because, again, you know, I had my grandmother come in, and then my aunt, who's kind of like a second mother to me, she crossed over, and then she's there. It's like I have my whole little family, you know, unit. Everyone that is passed sort of lined up on my left side, and they're always like giving me advice. So it's like my little yentas, my little <laughs> class of yentas I have next to me. Um, and so I did start working with people primarily, and for some reason, I don't know if you found this, but in the mediumship community i had heard all these rumors like oh it's so hard to, to you know communicate with animals and i was thinking well why i mean they're they're just spirits like like us so why would there be any difference and so i think in the beginning i had that preconceived idea that it was oh it's going to be so hard And then, you know, I'm very, you know, I'm a vegan, I'm animal lover, and, you know, surrounded by animals with lots of animals. And I thought, well, you know what, why not just try this? Because, like, why would it be any different? And then as I started to work with them, I realized, it's at least for me anyway, it's really not any different. And in some ways, it's easier. Because for me... Um, you know, animals are very pure, like they're not hiding anything, they're just sort of out there, they're open with who they are. And it, it seems to flow really, really easily for me. And so I, you know, I love working with the animals. It's really, you know, one of my favorite parts of, of this work.
1: So when you say that it's, it's easier in some ways, how it how is it's is it because they you don't have to deal with the the personality, like a, of a human being and their secrets and all those things? Or, is it just that? Um, are the expectations different from the people that want to connect with their animals versus the expectations they might have with their loved ones in spirit?
2: Yeah, I think it might be a little bit of both, because obviously, you know, when you're dealing with animals, there's a limited amount of things, but it's amazing that the things that they tell me about their people, you know, they're like tattletales a lot of the time, <laughs> and they'll tell me what's going on, and so, and I don't know, like, you know, I say, because I'm vegan, you know, the animals come to me because they know I won't eat them, you know, that's my little joke, but um <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I just I feel them. I mean, I certainly I connect with spirit and I feel them as well. But um, I I don't know. I wish I had a better answer to that question. But I really love there's there's a, a sense of purity and just just love and just like true commitment to their owners that I find with the animals because in my experience that's why the animals are here to help make us humans sort of the best humans that we can be and help us elevate our soul Whereas, you know, other people in our life, certainly, you know, they're here for different reasons and to teach us things, but it's not always a positive experience with people, as you know. Um, and when they're in spirit, of course, they're not carrying that baggage, but it's, it's difficult when you're dealing with someone that, say, their father, you know, comes through and he was abusive. And that's, it's just more painful as, as a person dealing with that client versus dealing with an animal and it's usually just all about love even if there's a crossing even if there's a tragic crossing it's just about the love of the animal and how that animal has elevated the person and for me that's just very attractive and just seems to flow with my own soul
1: so you ch- i mean i don't want get controversial with this I'm, I'm a vegetarian myself um for probably awesome this- yeah, the very the very reasons probably that you're a vegan. Um, I haven't taken that leap yet and then may that may come. Um, what was the point? What was the tipping point for deciding to become a vegan? Or have you always been a vegan?
2: Well, you know, but ba- way back, I won't tell you how old I am, but I'm old enough. But I started <laughs> to become vegetarian when I was 17. I was in college and I just decided it was going to be a healthier way to live. Um, and then I got involved more in animal rights and I, you know, and I don't really want to be controversial either. I mean, I think people need to choose what's right for them. But for me, just getting in, you know, looking into, you know, how factory farming animals are treated and you know, that whole scenario. I just decided I couldn't be a part of that any longer. Um, and then in terms of the so my, you know, I raised my my husband's a vegetarian and my kid, like they have never had meat, and so our whole family is. And then I started looking more into the animal welfare piece and just decided that, you know, dairy isn't really great for you. I mean, don't get me wrong, I love cheese, but just in terms of the health component and the animal component, both were very, uh, you know, convincing to me. And so I've probably been vegan for maybe seven or eight years and you know, I don't really miss it, you know, so for me, it's just a great and, and I and for me, I feel very, it makes it easier and clearer connecting with spirit not being weighed down by, you know, all the the animal products.
1: Mm, isn't that true, though? That's I found the yeah. same
0: thing
1: as well. I mean, not, again, not to get controversial, but just on the health benefits of it, I've, I noticed I'm also clearer when I avoid dairy and mm-hmm. animal products and very interesting. And I'm and, and curious, like with what the why that is it's just it we could we could t- probably have a whole podcast just on that <laughs> yeah
2: absolutely
1: <laughs> um but um but it's true just we, obviously from our own experiences we know that somehow it it changes the vibration and how we can connect with spirit which is um i think is remarkable you know to be able to to um affect our connection just by what we eat um it's pretty amazing absolutely. but um for for people who have lost a pet, and they're struggling with that loss. Um, obviously, they can come to someone like you who connects to their animal and spirit. But for, from da- for the day to day connections, what could you offer to someone who's grieving heavily for, um, for their fur, fur baby? And how can they um, foster that connection between themselves and their, their loved one?
2: Well, it's interesting, Laura, because I, you know, people ask me that, or they say, I'll be in a session that say, well, can you tell, you know, my fur baby X, Y, and Z? And I say, you know, I'm not magic. You know, what I do is not magic. You know, I'm just a regular soccer mom. I'm not, you know, riding around on a unicorn or anything like that. Um, and so what I do, you know, anybody can do, you know, on different levels. Certainly not everybody wants to do this for a living. But everybody has that intuitive sense. And, you know, one of my examples is if you're on the freeway and, you know, you get that feeling that somebody's staring at you and you look and they are like, how did you know that? You know, it's your intuition. It's it's your soul it nudges. And so somebody that's grieving the loss of an animal or a person You know, I give them just very little brief exercises in terms of how to connect. But the number one thing is, you know, you already know is you really want to get out of your head and into your heart space because you're not going to think your way into a connection. And so a really quick thing that I tell people to do is just sort of take that in breath. And then as you're exhaling, sort of imagine that crystalline ball of clear light rolling down the back of your head, back of your neck, all the way down your back. And as you do, you feel your shoulders drop and you drop into your body. And just that, which is, you know, 20 seconds is going to get you out of your head if you do it a couple times and you'll feel your shoulders drop, you'll drop into your heart space. And that's where you're going to start to receive messages, um, and the number one thing that I find, which you know you may find as well, is that when people get messages, they don't trust them. So, you know, they ask their their animal, oh, you know, what's bothering you, and they'll get a flash, like sad, or they'll get a, the color blue, or they'll get a feeling in their body. And then they immediately get that feeling, you know, in their own body and they jump up to their head and they say, oh, no, that can't be right. That's not true. I can't trust that. And that's the cycle that people go through. So what I suggest for people to do is get into that relaxed place, whether it's through a brief meditation, walk in the woods, anything that works for you to get out of your head, out of your human um, and get into your body. And then just ask a question, say, okay, fluffy, how are you doing today? And see what you're getting immediately. It could be a color. It could be a feeling. It could, it could be anything, but trust that. And the more you do that, and the more you allow that trust, then you start to build that connection between you and the animal because the animals want to talk to you. It's just our monkey mind that gets in the way from receiving.
1: So true. So true. Um, what, I know there's probably a confidentiality aspect to this question, but what is one of the most profound readings you've had when you've made a connection with an animal
2: and spirit? It's interesting, you know, there's been so many, and you know, I have old brain, I don't know, if <laughs> hopefully you don't suffer from it, my brain barely works anymore, so, and I, I started to try to take notes to write things down, because like, oh yeah, did I do that reading, but the one that's coming to mind, because there's certainly many of them, because uh, I love, I really love working with the animals, and it's probably at least 50% of my business, um, I did a reading for a horse, because you know, we have horses, we love, we're we horse people, And I did this reading for the horse. And, you know, the horse wasn't very happy, basically, the horse was in spirit, but he was telling me that when he was with this person, he wasn't very happy. And, you know, he just wasn't having the greatest time. And then when I was talking to the pet parent, they're like, yeah, you know, it never really seemed to work out. I don't understand what was going on. And so we were just talking about this. And I had a picture of the horse because I usually work uh, from photos with animals for whatever reason I don't know why but that's what I started to do many years ago um, and so that was fine so we, you know we talked about the horse and how he wasn't happy and never really fit in didn't seem like a good connection even though she loved the horse fine then I get a, another request for a reading maybe three weeks four weeks later and the person says I want a reading I have a horse sends me a picture Now, I'm looking at the horse, and I'm thinking, the horse looks kind of familiar, but, you know, I don't know, and so I went on and did the reading, and it turns out that it was actually the exact same horse that had been transferred from the initial owner, where he wasn't happy, to the second owner, and even the picture of this horse, energetically, looked completely different. Like, I was thinking, oh, he looks kind of familiar, you know, he's like a pinto, but you know, there's a lot of Pinto horses out there. And, uh, you know, I was like, okay, you know, I'm not sure. But just as I was connecting to the owner and I, I was telling her about the horse and this in the second reading, the horse was very happy and they had the soul connection. And he listened to her like the first owner of the same horse. You know, he was not naughty, but he, he didn't like this person. They didn't get along. And, you know, he would buck her off and he would bite. He, he was just he's like, no, I'm not going to deal with you. I don't like you not the person's fault just you know sometimes animals have their own taste too and so but with the the second owner he was just in love with her and he loved her and they went on trail rides like all the things you wouldn't do with the first owner he did with the second owner and so as he was coming through and now mind you this is the same exact horse he was completely different his picture looked different his vibe was different everything was different and I was thinking wow that's so cool that it's the exact same animal but his energy the vibe and of course the whole reading was completely different because of how he was interacting with the owners and I thought that was just amazing
1: wow and that and and that sounded like it was a very quick um uh, transition as far as um change in energy from previously connecting it or just it was just weeks right
2: Yeah, because I think somehow, and they didn't tell me, you know, until after, because I was like, wait a second, like, have I like, is this the same, you know, after the reading, I asked, because I was like, what is going on? Yeah, it was only like, maybe a month. So I think maybe the first owner told the second owner, because they were, you know, the, the first owner was a lovely person, it just wasn't, you know, it wasn't a match, it just wasn't a good match. Um, And so I think that's how they, they both connected to me at the same time, but I was just blown away that the picture, the reading, the energy was completely different. It was like there were two different animals yeah. and that happens. It really does happen.
1: That's amazing. That's incredible. I, I, every once in a while, I'll, I will communicate with animals in the spirit realm, but it's few and far between. It's only when there's a really strong connection to the person I'm reading for. So mm-hmm. to be able to do that on a, on a regular basis is, must be amazing. I can only imagine what that must be like. Um, so- there seems to be, at least I've noticed this, and maybe you've noticed it as well in your practice that um, people are really, I mean, people have always been spiritual seekers anyways, even before the uh, the pandemic and everything that's been happening, but it just seems to be that much more so recently. I don't know if you've noticed the same thing, um, but you know, you obviously have had a, a strong connection to spirit since for as long as you can remember.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: but there's people who maybe never had that connection and they're they're craving that. And they and they've often said it to me, and and I know they've said it to other people that I know, and they say, How can I get from where I am with feeling that disconnection and not really knowing if they have some kind of faith in, in the spirit world to where? we are, where we work in the spirit world all the time, and we just, we know that it exists and that there is a possibility of connection. What, can it, what could you offer to people who are searching for that connection?
0: Want to fearlessly explore your creative spirit? Join artist Susie K. Edwards for Path of the Butterfly, a weekend workshop at Omega Institute's beautiful campus in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26th. Experiment with a variety of art forms, engage in mindfulness, walking, and silent meditation, and discover a new and free-flowing creative vision. This workshop is for beginners and professional artists. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive.
2: Well, I think we touched on it a little earlier, and a lot of it is trust. Right, because like I mentioned everybody can do this it's not a magical thing it's not like an elite you know people say oh you're you know you're gifted or you know I mean certainly maybe you and I have an easier time connecting but certain people have easier time playing pianos or you know cooking or you know everybody has like maybe their you know quote-unquote gifts or it's just an easier time doing certain things um But what I would say for somebody that really wants to be connected to the spirit world or just just more spirituality in general is that the trust piece is very important. And like we were talking about earlier, connecting to the animals, it's really getting out of that head and getting into your body. Now, you know, you and I do it every day. It's sort of a natural thing but it's like if you were on had to go on a diet and you were just used to eating junk food all day long and then someone's like, okay, you need to drink celery juice every morning. You'd be like, ugh. Uh, I don't know if I can do that. So the first day be kind of rough, maybe the first week, first couple of weeks. But after you do it, you know, religiously, let's say, you get used to it and you develop a habit for it. It's the same thing if you want to be more spiritual, if you want to connect to the spirit world. You can't just say, okay, I'm gonna give you 10 minutes and then I'm gonna go ignore you for the rest of the week um, because it just doesn't work out that way. So you, you need to make a community, there needs to be trust you need to make a commitment to trying to connect. And again, it doesn't have to be for hours, but it should be, you know, I do a meditation once a day or, you know, even starting out three times a week and, you know, sitting in the power, sitting in my, in myself in my personal space and trying to sort of connect to what's out there. And if you don't want to sit, you can do a walking meditation or you can go to the beach or it's sort of developing those rituals and allowing messages to come in. And I guess the third thing I would say is that when you get signs, don't talk yourself out of them. Because mm-hmm. so many times, and I don't know if it's the same for you in my practice, but people in your practice, but people will say, I never get any signs. I never get them. And then, you know, I was talking to a client the other day and they were like, Yeah, you know, I never get them. My mom died and I just never get them. And then she said to me, Well, you know, the other day I was in the car and had my GPS on and, you know, the GPS said they were going somewhere. They said, take a left on Linda Road. And then the next direction was take a right on Rose Road. And the woman's name was Linda Rose. And Mm -hmm. so my client said to me, well, do you think that was a sign? I'm like, "Uh, hello? Like, yeah, I mean, (laughs) that's pretty unusual to hear that, you know, two of those words come out together. So there are signs happening all the time. It's just that people discount them. They don't see them or, or the other side of that is they're looking too hard. They're like, oh, I got to see a sign. I got to see a sign. And that energy also pushes it away. So it's trust. It's make time for meditation, whether it's you know outside, inside, wherever it is. Make that time for yourself. Make that commitment to yourself and allow whatever signs, messages, feelings to come to you and don't discount them make sure that you accept them and be like, okay, well, you know, I appreciate that. That was an awesome sign. And you know, what's next, leave that energetic door open to receive more from the spirit world.
1: Oh, that's that's great advice. Yeah, leaving, leaving the door open for the spirit world. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That's um, I found that that's very important because you know, a lot of people, they overanalyze every little thing that they see and, um, and they, they they tried a lot of times people, especially in this area for some reason. I think as we we have so many tech companies in and mm-hmm. we're both in New England. So for people who are listening, and um I just think we're just so tech minded sometimes that <laughs> there has to be a, a reason for why they're receiving a certain sign and they kind of talk themselves out of it a lot of times. Um exactly. Yeah, yeah. So it's um it is it is a practice of trust, and I think even I think even as medium sometimes, I mean, I, I can't speak for, you, for your experience, but it sounds like you've had a, a much longer um, or a sense of longer connection than I have, but it, it's been several years of fostering that trust and that, um, and that faith in that, in the spirit world and what the, and the messages that you're trying to get across. So even those who do this work <laughs> can struggle with that faith sometimes. And it's a process, like you said, and, and, and having a ritual every day of meditation and, and awareness and being remaining open at the same time is, is very, um,
2: very helpful. Yes, exactly. And I agree with you. I mean, there's always the faith piece because we are humans. And so, you know, we're souls in this human body. I like to say that our body is like the outfit that we're wearing this time around, you know, and if you believe in reincarnation, you get another outfit when you come back and so there's always that human part of us that even as mediums of course like I'm the same way that you know I'm in the I'm in the vibe or I'm in the zone and then something will come in and it will be really weird or you know in my interpretation and my human mind is like I don't know that's pretty weird maybe I shouldn't say that so it's always there we can't get away from that but it's the matter of like okay I'm going to trust this because I know that's how this works and trying to let that monkey mind go and just sort of go with the flow and see where spirit takes you. But of course, it's, you know, it's a, it's a lifelong learning. It's never, you know, it's not concrete. It's not linear. It's not A to B. It's just A and keep going.
1: Excellent point. That's true. Just consistently learning and unfolding. Yes. Um, So I know you just kind of alluded to a little bit here about being able to come back, like reincarnation, past lives, things like that. So it, it sounds like you're you're open to that type of obviously um, that belief system of that we do come back, right?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I know certain. You know, everyone has their own belief system, and for some people that doesn't work. But mm-hmm. I absolutely feel like I've been here many times, and I don't know about you, but just sometimes I'll be you know working on something like my own stuff, and I just get this feeling like. I have been trying to fix this particular problem for centuries and I want to get it right this time. So it's like, I know I can do it, I can do it this time. So I absolutely believe in that. And and, I, and this may be a little more controversial, but personally, I believe that you can be reincarnated into a person or an animal or vice versa, because for me, they're all souls. We're all souls, we're all energy, and you know, we're, we're all equal in that sense um and so i know for some people that may be a little too out there but that's personally what i believe and i've seen i've I've certainly had clients that have felt that way and um and i think that's kind of beautiful too
1: oh it is and that was the question i was going to ask you too is that if you felt that we could um and we can reincarnate as an animal or or vice versa and um Because I've had clients come to me and said, You're gonna think I'm crazy, but I think my cat is my brother, you know. (laughs)
2: No,
1: not at all. Yeah, Yeah. not
2: at all crazy.
1: I wanna throw I wanna throw something out because I do you work with animals on I mean, obviously you work with animals in the spirit world, but do you also work with behavioral problems with animals?
2: Yes, I do. You know, I work with animals that are crossed, or I work with animals that are here. And, you know, I'm not a trainer. Like I tell people, I'm not like an animal trainer per se. I- I'm not a medical intuitive, so uh, I, many times I'll get a, a message saying, oh, you know, my, my dog is throwing up and I need you. I'm like, you need to go to the vet. Like, I'm not a vet, so like, I can't do that. But in terms of the animals that are that are still here that are having issues, my way of working with them is I ask them like, hey, you know, what's going on? You know, Why are you chewing everything up? What's the problem? And then they'll tell me, like, uh, for example, there was a woman that I was working with and she had a little dog and the dog just kept barking in the middle of the night all the time it was driving her crazy and she thought, like I don't know I don't know if I can keep this dog because he's just you know waking me up and I can't live like this so when we had our session I was able to connect to the dog and then it turns out that there was a spirit from another animal that had crossed in the house that was still there and that can happen, and you know, people say, "Oh, well, if I move, does that mean my animal spirit won't come with me?" And you know, I tell them, "Look, it's not linear. Just because you can move, but then some of the energy from the animal can be like residual energy in the other house. So, you know, we we as energy and soul can sort of be multiple places at the same time. And so that was sort of this situation: is there was this animal that was there. And that had crossed and the animal that was living the dog was like who are you why why are you here I don't understand why you're in my you know my human's house and so that's who he was barking at and so once I told the person that and I said you really need to talk to the dog and, and say you know your own dog and say look I understand we have another friend that's visiting and he like, and I connected to the spirit and dog as well. And I was like, why are you there? He's like, Oh, I just want to say hi. Like he was friendly. He wasn't like, you know, causing any problems. And so once I sort of explained this whole situation and I told the owner, you need to talk to your dog and explain to him what's happening and that everything's fine and give him a lot of praise. Then he stopped barking because the dog, you know, they do understand animals do understand us. Um, you know, they may not want to listen to you, or they may not care what you have to say. That's a different story. But they do live, they do understand. And so this animal, you know, her pet understood, and then he wasn't afraid anymore. He wasn't confused. And then he stopped barking. So their little, you know, spirit visitor was still there on and off but the dog felt at peace because he understood and he felt safe and the owner was, you know, able to guide him through the session with me and, you know, everything got better.
1: Oh, wonderful.
2: And I think that's one of the things that we,
1: we as humans have such a hard time grasping is that you can actually speak to your dog and they really do understand It's (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it's, uh, because I know in the little bit that I've done with people, um, that occasionally I'll do I'll do a psychic reading for someone and they'll ask me, um, by the way, just just give us a shot. I said, I have, I have an issue with my dog. Can you just try some? Just see if you can connect with them. And um and and I and they they're often surprised when they and they say, You just talk to them. They'll understand, like really, they'll completely understand English. And like, of course they will. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Yeah, it's, it's it's hard for people to grasp that for some reason. Um, Like we don't speak dog. I don't, it's, it's, yeah, they do understand us. Um, I find that amazing. um, That how simple actually it can be.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. And I think part of the issue with that is like, they'll say well i talk to my dog and he doesn't listen to me i said yeah well it's not because he doesn't understand you it's because he just doesn't want to he just like i have a cat you know i have a number of cats and one of my he's lovely he's very sweet but he just has an attitude and he will just get up on the counter and i'll have a glass of water or something and he'll look me dead in the eye and he'll knock it off the table and he'll be like yeah and like not not in a mean way but just like you know I felt like doing it I was like Mitt don't you do that and he'll just be like sorry that sounds like a you problem and he'll, so that's just how he is so it's not that he doesn't understand it's just like some you know, your kids you tell them what to do and sometimes they don't listen so it's the same thing with the with the animals
1: oh yeah just like a, a teenager testing their boundaries
2: right exactly <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> um
1: wow so so much fun to talk about this because there's so much I can learn now do you do you train people to um, to do animal communication, or do you simply do appointments to in- communicate with their animals?
2: Yes, I do both. Certainly. I do appointments to if people want to check in with their animals, but I also have a mentorship program that's one on one and I offer you know four to twelve sessions depending upon what the person wants to do. And I do like a psychic mediumship mentorship. And I also do an animal communication mentorship. And that is for somebody that is really interested in doing this and really wants that one-on-one time with me, you know, once a week, or if you want to do it once a month, you know, I space it out to work with the client schedule. So that's definitely something that I offer. Um, Currently, you know, my mentorships are full, but I am taking applications for the fall if anybody's interested. And then I do also do just beginner or, you know, depending upon the, you know, if people graduate from that, they want to do more uh, animal communication classes in a group. If people just sort of want to dip their toe in and see how it goes and I do offer those from time to time. Um, I probably will be doing some more of those in the fall as well. And yeah, absolutely, because it's, it's fun to teach people because It's, it's a little frustrating to me to feel that like people say, oh, I can never do this. Like, oh, it's like, it's so, you're so magical. It's so hard. And, you know, while I can appreciate the compliment, I want to empower people, you know, it's like teach a man to fish. I don't want, you know, like you don't need me. I'm not trying to put myself out of business, but I want people to feel empowered. Like you can connect with them You can, you know, make those connections. You can connect with the spirit world. It's not only for a select few, it's for everybody as souls it is our birthright and so I'm I'm grateful to be able to teach people to be able to connect and um, you know love doing it
1: yes
0: yes
2: I love that and that's often what I say too I said I
1: I would love it when people stop coming to me to asking for advice because they understood that they could get their own answers without having to consistently check in with with a psychic or a medium yeah I think it's
2: wonderful um, so how do they get in touch with you um, just through your website? Yeah, the best way to get a hold of me is through my website is mediamari.com. That's M-E-D-I-U-M-M-A-R-I dot com. And I'm on all the social media platforms also as, you know, Media Mari, TikTok and Facebook and Instagram and all of those YouTube. And yeah, you can get a hold of me on any of those places. Just Google Media Mari and you'll find me.
1: Wonderful. Excellent. And one last question for you, which, um, you know, now that we're, we're really starting to, I feel like we're starting to really come out of the pandemic um, process. Mm-hmm. Anyways, it's like, yeah. did you notice when everybody was home and everybody was home with their animals? Um, when you made connections with people's animals during that time, what were the animals thinking about all of us being home and, and spending more time with them? Did, with it, was there a shift in, in what they
2: thought? Yeah, that's a funny question because it, you know, it depends on the animal, right? Like if you have kids at home, you know, I have a number of kids and some of them are happy when I'm home and some of them are like, uh, you know, you go, you go do you, I'm busy so it depends on the animals some of the animals were really happy especially the anxious animals um to have their people home some of them as the pandemic sort of wore on they were like oh it's enough it's enough of you being here all the time because they just wanted their space it's true Um, yeah (laughs) yeah just they are just like humans and you know but it's also important to know that since animals are so sensitive and you know so much more sensitive than us humans in many regards that the anxiety of the pandemic, just being anxious about everything that was going on was translating into the animals. The animals would pick it up. They're like sponges. And they, a lot of them, especially if they already had anxiety problems, they were like, oh no, my human's worried, why is there a problem? And it just sort of amped that up for them. So in that way, you know, the pandemic wasn't so great for them either. So I think now that things are easing and people are getting out more, I see a lot less of that, you know, extra anxiety that I was picking up in the animals as, you know, as I was during the pandemic, because... It was just a lot, you know, because if you're anxious already as a dog, and then your human is anxious, there's just too much anxiety, and you know, <laughs> and the vibe in the house, and like I need to get out of here. So um, I'm glad that we're sort of getting back to normal over here.
1: Yes, yes, it's wonderful, and um, and I find it interesting too. Like when I when I realized I, I had a black lab for like 12 years, and I, I just, mm. just like my my girl, and um, the more I understood little bit I know about animal communication the more I could rec- recognize that w- if we pay attention to how our animals are acting or responding to things that we can learn how we're not dealing well with things and it's sort of it's sort of like the you know literally the canary in the coal mine kind of thing right um where they kind of say okay something's up here if they're not doing well for some reason they, they seem anxious maybe I'm not doing well maybe there's something I need to do to help calm myself down so have you noticed have is that what you talk about with your clients or that your animals reflect that their own their own energy back
2: yeah 100 percent. and that's part of you know my teaching when i work with the animal communication is that you know our animals are here like i said earlier to sort of help us elevate our own souls to be the best version of what we can be and they do that in a number of ways and one of those is to mirror our own issues so if we're freaking out and we're having issues, then don't be surprised if your animal is doing that as well, because they're they're picking that up, but they're also doing that in a way to say, hey mom or hey dad, like you need to look at this because this isn't helping you, and I I want to be able to help you, and you know so that's just one of the ways they they mirror our behaviors so that we can sort of work on ourselves. And, you know, they do different things as well. Sometimes they will try to literally show us the way, like if, you know, something's going on in the house and, you know, I don't know, we lost something or we need to see a sign. They might guide us to a certain place in the house to show us a a picture we haven't looked at in a long time. And, you know, I don't know how they know that. I mean, I feel like it's spirit led, but they bring us the places that we need to learn. So we pick up the picture and then we start thinking about our dad, like, oh, yeah, you know, and I'm really missing him and it's, they help us make connections so that we can develop into the greatest version of ourselves. So they are absolutely always helping us in a variety of different ways. And, you know, being a mirror is just one of them.
1: Yes. Absolutely. Well, this has been fascinating. I could talk to you all day, Mari. I love talking about animals and animal communication. This is wonderful. Thank you. This has been great. Well, so definitely everybody check out Mari's website, mediummari.com. Check out her classes and her private sessions. And um, thank you so much, Mari. It's been a pleasure to chat with you and so glad we finally got to connect. I've been thinking about reaching out to you for a while and I'm so glad we're able to do this.
2: Yeah, absolutely. It was so much fun. And I would, you know, I would love to chat with you anytime. I love talking about the animals. I love working with the animals. I really feel like that is one of the biggest blessings of my life, because they can teach us so much, not just in, you know, the basic sense, but in the spiritual sense and how, you know, it helps us grow as humans. So thank you so much for letting me chat about one of my favorite aspects of my work. And thank you for having me on.
1: Thank you. And thanks, everybody, for joining us, whether you're listening live or in the podcast. And if anybody would like to um, subscribe to this podcast, you can do that on Apple, Google or Spotify or wherever you get your podcast. And if you're enjoying the program, um, please leave a review so that others may also find the podcast and benefit. Have a great week, everybody. and I'll see you next time on The Intuitive Life.